Welcome, dear listeners, to the world of We Are Elsevier. Prepare to immerse yourself in a special auditory journey that will leave you both captivated and enlightened. Let me introduce Elsevier, the distinguished trailblazer in the realm of information and analytics, catering to customers within the global research and health communities. And from what I've learned so far, their unwavering dedication to advancing science and enhancing health outcomes for the betterment of everyone is nothing short of extraordinary. But this podcast goes beyond mere accolades and statistics. It delves deep into the beating heart of Elsevier, uncovering the amazing tales that lie within these incredible individuals who shape its very essence. So join us as we embark on another exploration of these Elsevier experiences. Buckle up, it's going to be quite a story. Well, we're back with another amazing story, another credible tale from the world of Elsevier and the people who work there. And today we got a really cool conversation with a really cool guy, Shiv Gaglani. Did I say that correctly here? Totally. Yep. Thank you. You have an incredible story. We could do a whole show just on this. Your bio, I got to just read some of this here. You were born in sub-Saharan Africa. Is that correct? Namibia. In Namibia, a place I've always read about, know nothing about, and always thought it would be a cool place to go. It's like this giant endless desert. Brad Pitt and Angeline flew there to have their child. I have no idea why, but that alone makes it a cool place to go visit. Put it on the map for sure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So you come from this place and end up graduating magna cum laude from Harvard and then go on to get an MD degree from the prestigious John Hopkins School of Medicine an MBA from Harvard as if you needed one more degree. Tell me quickly, give me the 60 second version of how that happens. Well, yeah. So I was born to a family of clinicians. My dad's a retired physician, moved the family from India to Africa. So that's where I was born in Namibia. My mom is a physical therapist and my sister's a dentist. So sort of healthcare is my blood. The joke is that between the entire Gagalani family, they can treat anybody. For anything. (laughs) (laughs) Anything. Then we moved to Florida. I went to school up and down the East Coast, as you mentioned, and actually did two years of med school at Hopkins, but took time off to start osmosis, which is now part of Elsevier. And I'm back in med school at, at Hopkins. So I haven't yet gotten my MD. And one day I, I joke, I'll make my parents proud. Okay. Yes. If, if I, I'm glad you founded a company, but when are you going to be a good doctor here? When are you following <laughs> the family path? All right. So osmosis.org. Give me again the, the elevator version of what osmosis is and does, if that's possible, because it seems like you're doing lots of things with this organization. Yeah, we are leading health education platform with over 3 million learners all around the world. My favorite page on osmosis is osmosis.org forward slash world, where you can kind of the global impact and the medical students, nursing students, PA, pharmacy, literally every health professional student who come to osmosis to learn a very engaging, fun, efficient way through video first education. We are the largest health education platform on YouTube with over 2.8 million subscribers on YouTube and official partners with YouTube Health. And fortunately, a year and a half ago, late 2021, joined forces with Elsevier and brought this kind of fun, engaging video first style and very cool learning platform to 140 year old storied publisher that has given us incredible reach and scale and has been super well aligned with us culturally and from a a growth perspective. So talk about that. Let's just delve into that. I got to explore that. You're this hotshot startup guy with this cool background and this incredible story and you partner with a legacy firm, a 140-year-old firm. That doesn't seem like a fit. That seems like 
old media meets new media. Has it been an easy journey? What have they brought to the picture here? Why go with Elsevier? Well, so much. So, I mean, not only did I train with Grey's Anatomy and Netters and these other books that my father trained with them, right? When he was in India in the 1940s and so 1950s and 60s. And so we found that was really impressive. The authority and reliability that Elsevier brings. Clearly, the depth uh, of their of their field, the depth of their uh, bench here is is impressive. Exactly. Yeah, we went overnight from having 80 teammates at Osmosis to 8,000 across Elsevier, right. plus if you include relics, you know, 30,000. And that's given us a lot of opportunities. So, you know, one of the coolest things I've been able to do that I'm really grateful for is being part of Elsevier is go visit schools, the students and the faculty at many of these programs internationally. Mm. So I was in Rwanda in February, in Thailand in May, I was in Israel last year in Portugal. And whenever I go to these places, there's an Elsevier colleague there. And so, you know, previously as a startup with 80 people, I'd be sort of on my own, right. you know, in the, in, in the wilderness, as you would say. But when I got to Bangkok, uh, I was met with three Elsevier colleagues and we went to several schools. And fortunately, Elsevier's had longstanding deals with so many of these institutions right. as customers and Osmosis sort of fit in pretty quickly. Today, we just signed our second deal in India and Elsevier helped us sign the first deal a couple months ago. So I was personally meaningful because my family's Indian, as I mentioned. I've gone to India several times, but never actually created a, a partnership there. Right. Uh, but now we have several big ones. The last thing I'll say, I mean, there's so many things I could say, but the leadership at Elsevier has been super supportive of Osmosis and us as a startup. We're tiny in the ocean of Elsevier in terms of just revenue. But as far as the impact, people like Kumsal, the CEO, and Jan runs the health markets team, have been extremely supportive of new ideas and innovations, both from a cultural perspective and a medium, you know, video first perspective, but also giving me a platform to do things like the year of the zebra, which I know we'll talk about. We'll talk about that in a second here, but forgive me for being amazed. I wouldn't think giant corporations, worldwide entities that have been around for over a hundred years would necessarily be nimble or quite often don't embrace new technology. Too often they're trying to stick with the way they've always done it and fighting any sort of change. You're not seeing that at Elsevier. Instead, they're embracing this. Yeah. So I was warned by a lot of my investors and other founders who I became friends with that when you get acquired and when you join a large company, you know, suddenly all the innovation goes away yeah. and the speed goes away. Certainly, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. There's definitely been growing pains, right. but I would do this a hundred times over again because I found that with the right leadership, which we have at Elsevier and culture, which is clearly the case here too, that we're able to innovate and able to do things, put ourselves in our customer's shoes. Frankly, that's why they let me go back to med school is that I wow. you know, said, look, what better way put ourselves in our customer's shoes than for me to become a customer again and use the own product, you know, my own product that I helped build, but also other Elsevier products to finish med school. Well, that alone is a great story of how you got to where you're at and how you took this scrappy startup and merged it with a giant worldwide organization. And that worked and it helped both of them. 100%. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about what Osmosis does. Osmosis is more than just a video platform, though, clearly. You guys have, is it an app? Is it a place I go to absorb information? It's a web and mobile learning platform. So the videos help people get in the door and are super popular. But where the magic sauce is, is really in the recommendation tools we have. In fact, when Ryan, my co-founder, and I left med school the first time to start Osmosis, we wrote this paper called What Can Medical Education Learn from mm. Facebook and Netflix? Those companies were using big data to recommend the right content at the right time, right? So if you like watching this TV show, you may watch that TV show. Exactly. So similarly, Osmosis, we used actually machine learning-based recommendation systems early on that said, hey, if you like this content or if you're struggling with this 
question, let's recommend the right content to you. So very specifically at NYU, which has been a client of ours for many years, we know that a third year med student is learning about sickle cell anemia today. So tomorrow they're getting a push notification to their phone with a question about sickle cell anemia. And we're pretty thrilled because now, you know, this was an idea we've had for years, but now in the last several months with AI coming to the forefront and this generative AI stuff, I feel like the wave has crested and we're able to ride this by actually incorporating more AI tools into how we do not only content generation and distribution, but then recommendation systems like what I just described. That's the key to this whole thing. It's making sense of the data. And there's such a flood of data coming at us, a fire hose of data as individuals, as corporations, as government entities or MGOs. I don't know how they absorb that much data without some assistance. And that assistance can be a robot, right? It can be an artificial intelligence that can sift through this quickly and find the connections that maybe we missed. Is that the power of this or the potential of this? That's one of the main things. Yeah, it goes from how do you go from just understanding, interpreting vast amounts of data very quickly to then how do you go to predicting? How do you like predict? So for example, as we train future healthcare professionals, how do you predict which ones will around the profession for a long time. And that's the point of admission. Who will be a good doctor? What is a good doctor? These are things that are kind of changing in real time as we were talking. Yeah, right. So it's it's how to process, how to absorb this information because there's so much of it. And then how to make sense of the information that you're getting to connect it together. And then you're saying even more so how to predict it. Well, if you like this and maybe this, well, if you're thinking this, how about looking at this one here? You hadn't thought about it or connected something here. Amazing. Well, we'll have to come back and talk more about that at another time. But we've got other topics to touch on here today. You have all these cool things, smartphone physical, which you debuted at TedMed, something called Patient Promise, which say is a movement to improve clinician-patient relationships. Lots of interesting things we could dive into deep, and I hope we will someday. But today we want to talk about this year of the zebra. And I did go watch your video, which is wonderful in explaining this whole thing. And I'll see if I can summarize this correctly here. When you're in med school, the funny joke is, if you hear hooves beating, think of a horse and not a zebra. Think of the most obvious choice first and start there. It might be a rare zebra that's running your way, but it's probably more like a horse. And this didn't sit too well with you because you're from a part of the world where zebras are the prominent thing that might be running at you in sub-Saharan Africa, not a horse. Talk about that a little bit. Why this passion for these orphan diseases? We used to call them unicorns in the rest of the world. Yeah. And so it goes back to when I was in med school the first time around where we uh, used to have these clinical correlates series and meet patients, come speak to us. And two in particular, I remember one had cystic fibrosis, which is a zebra condition. Right. And another had phenylketonuria, another zebra condition. And I was kind of captured by the fact that it took them years to get diagnosed and a lot of pain and suffering. A lot of nurses, doctors don't really know about these conditions as much. And it makes sense. I think it's good advice at Occam's razor to think about the more common, more simple condition, because most of the time it will be. However, when you actually look at the data, there's over 7,000 zebra conditions. Some are one in a million, but a lot of them are, you know, 200,000 people in the U S have some of these conditions. So it's, it's more common, but there were really three reasons why I cared so much about this. One is because it actually, the 7,000 conditions affect 300 million people worldwide. So in aggregate, it's actually very common. One thing we've learned at Elsevier with 8,000 employees, there's dozens, if not hundreds of them who personally have zebras, 
Uh, I know you've spoken to Jocelyn, who's wonderful on there. We're going to come back um, and talk about that. What an unbelievable connection that we discovered, even in our own research and some of the stories here, we found a zebra within your organization, a woman whose child had two of these unbelievable orphan diseases. Yeah. And as the saying is rare is common, right? With 300 million people worldwide who are affected, that, that matters. The second reason is that, you know, one of our core pillars at Elsevier Health is to make healthcare truly inclusive and diverse. You know, we've done that with our complete anatomy team has made the first female 3D model, diverse skin tones. We talked Zebra about is that. all yeah. about that, right. right? If we really want to be truly diverse uh, as a healthcare system, we've got to pay attention to people with rare conditions. And a third kind of the, the more uh, utilitarian argument for why we care about zebras is that research on rare diseases has led to therapies for common conditions. So an example is familial hypercholesteremia, which is a rare disorder. The research on that led to the development of statins, which hundreds of million people take all around the world for cardiovascular disease. And the list goes on as many of those examples. And so what I found as I peeled back the layers at Elsevier is that, you know, we talk about connecting the dots, is that Elsevier for many, many years has been doing work in rare diseases, whether it's book chapters, they've published journals, obviously you heard Jocelyn's story, Mm -hmm. or the life sciences team doing drug development and discovery. And there's so much value that a company like Elsevier can and has brought as long as you connect those dots. Right. And so the Year of the Zebra campaign, you know, with osmosis, we've been working in rare diseases for years before we joined Elsevier by creating video content on some of these rare disorders. And so when we pitched this idea to Jan and Kumsal, they were super supportive because, you know, it is the right thing to do for the healthcare system right. for the benefit of every patient. But also it's a great example of how we can think innovatively and connect dots across the organization, right. across these 8,000 people and do something valuable for patients and society. And isn't that the challenge of all big international organizations is to take research that you're doing, the ideas and inspirations from people all over the world and somehow cross connect them because too often they stay in their little silo and get lost to the greater organization here. They may not even know what's going on in these various divisions and stuff. Isn't that the problem always in a big organization to connect the dots? I think so. I think Elsevier is doing a good job of it relative to a lot of other organizations. But yeah, that's where creativity and innovation come from is connecting those ideas. So connecting ideas to ideas, people to ideas, and people to people, I think is where a lot of the innovation and value comes from. Exactly. Because that is inspiration, connecting two things you wouldn't put together and coming up with something new here. And that's what it sounds like you guys have done here at Osmosis. Why the name Osmosis? Is that just a reference to this idea that we somehow absorb information over time rather than the traditional idea of a curriculum and a PowerPoint and a presentation? That was the main idea. People already wanted to learn by osmosis for decades before we even started the company. So with people saying, I wish I could sleep with my head in a textbook yeah. and have knowledge right. diffused into my Just head. Just absorb it. Right. Exactly. Let's make that happen. But the second is that a lot of osmosis was based on this diffusion of knowledge, not just from teacher to student, but between students, a lot mm-hmm. of collaboration and sharing. Mm-hmm. And so osmosis is all about peer-to-peer diffusion as well. Yeah. It's not just top down anymore here. It's communal knowledge, the collective subconscious. I'm getting into psychology here thing, but it, there is something to be said for the, the common knowledge of the community and how that gets passed around. I think it's stories and I think it's stories like yours. It's an incredible tale of perseverance and success. It's certainly an entrepreneurial startup story here. And even more exciting to me, it's a startup that continues to act as a startup within 
the framework of an international organization. I think that's incredible. Privilege. It's really been an amazing journey. So thank you for highlighting it. Well, I hope we can come back and hear more about all the different things you're doing, because I don't know how much of this and I can absorb at once here, knowledge and experience and, and what you're going through, uh, sharing this information around the world. How do they find information about the year of the zebra and where can they see that video that explains it all? Yeah, they can just go to osmosis.org forward slash zebra or look me up on LinkedIn. I'm very approachable. So happy to get people contacting me, shiv at osmosis.org too. Okay, Shiv at Osmosis, thank you for joining us. And I look forward to hearing more as you continue to develop this incredible new approach to healthcare and information, particularly on rare diseases as orphan diseases, as you call them zebras here. The year of the zebra, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. We are Elsevier, a 140-year-old global research and health community with deep roots and branches around the world. For more information, just visit elsevier.com. That's E-L-S-E-V-I-E-R, elsevier.com.